Sunday blessings to all of you. This is the Lord's Day, the day of resurrection that commences a new week and offers a new opportunity to be drawn by grace more deeply into the Paschal mystery of Jesus Christ. Through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, may each of us graciously respond to Jesus' invitation to live more deeply his passion, death, and glorious resurrection and ascension, and be drawn into loving communion with God our Father. You are listening to Encountering Jesus with the Church Fathers, a podcast pondering patristic commentary and insight on the sacred scriptures, the sacred liturgy, and living as a disciple of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Father Mark, and I welcome you to this podcast on the 22nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. Guiding us this Sunday in opening the Word of God is, once again, St. Cyril of Alexandria. As mentioned last week, St. Cyril's commentary on the Gospel of Luke is rather in-depth, detailed, and extensive, and we will probably be listening a few more times from St. Cyril as we work our way through this year's lectionary cycle. As has been the practice, I've also provided some reflections on the parable that Jesus offers his listeners as proclaimed in this Sunday's Gospel. Those reflections are found on my blog, and the blog address is contained in this week's podcast description. And now, we listen to St. Cyril of Alexandria's commentary on the Gospel of Luke, homily 102. Never does the Savior cease from doing some act or other replete with benefit. Guiding by admonitions and counsels, all who draw near unto him into propriety of conduct and teaching them that sobriety which becomes saints, that as St. Paul says, the man of God may be perfect, complete unto every good work. Seizing, therefore, every opportunity, however slight, for his words, he wove for us admonitions well worthy of our attention, therein resembling an active husbandman for whatsoever is liable to blame and reprehension and covers with utter infamy those who are guilty of it, this he cuts away from our minds and plants, so to speak, every fruit of virtue. For we, as Scripture says, are God's husbandry. What benefit, then, he has here 
to discovered for us, we learn from the passage now read. For he was dining on the Sabbath day with one of the Pharisees at his special request. And his purpose in doing so, and motive we have explained unto you when last we met together. But inasmuch as he saw certain of those who were invited foolishly seizing the uppermost seats as things of importance and worth the taking, and that they were eager after vainglory, for the benefit both of them and us, he utters an urgent warning, saying, When you are bidden of anyone, seat not yourself at the head of the seat, lest a more honorable man than you be bidden of him. And when he that bade you and him comes, he say unto you, Give this man place. And then you begin with shame to take the lowest place. Now, such things may seem perchance to some to be but trifling matters and not worthy of much attention. But when anyone fixes upon them the eye of his mind, he will learn then from what blame they deliver a man and how great orderliness they produce in him. For in the first place to hurry inconsiderately after honors, neither suitable nor due to us, shows us to be foolish, rude, and arrogant, seizing what is not fitting for us, but for others, rather, who are greater and superior to ourselves. Whoever he is that thus acts is hated, and often, too, becomes an object of ridicule when he has to restore to others, and that often against his will, the honor which in no respect belongs unto him. For when he says a more honorable man than you comes, he that bade you and him will say, Give this man place. Oh, what great ignominy is there in having to do so. It is like a theft, so to speak, and the restitution of the stolen goods. He must restore what he has seized, for he had no right to take it. But the modest and praiseworthy man who might, without fear of blame, have claimed the dignity of sitting among the foremost, seeks it not, but yields to others what might be called his own, that he may not even seem to be overcome by vainglory. And such a one shall receive honor as his due. For he shall hear, he says, 
him who bade him say, Come up hither. A modest mind, therefore, is a great and surpassing good, for it delivers those who possess it from blame and contempt and from the charge of vain gloriousness. But yes, says the lover of vainglory, I wish to be illustrious and renowned, and not despised and neglected, and numbered among the unknown. If, however, you desire this transitory and human glory, you are wandering away from the right path, by which you might become truly illustrious, and attain to such praise as is worthy of emulation. For it is written, All flesh is grass, and all the glory of a man as the flower of grass. And the prophet David also blames those who love temporal honors. For he also thus spoke of them, Let them be as the grass upon the housetops, which withers before it is plucked up. For just as the grass that springs up upon the housetops has no fixed deep root, and for this reason is easily parched up, so he who values worldly honor after he has been for a short time conspicuous and, so to speak, in flower, sinks at last into nothingness. If then anyone wish to be set above others, let him win it by the decree of heaven and be crowned by those honors which God bestows. Let him surpass the many by having the testimony of glorious virtues. But the rule of virtue is a lowly mind that loves not boasting. Yes, it is humility. And this the blessed Paul also counted worthy of all esteem. For he writes to such as are eagerly desirous of saintly pursuits, love humility. And the disciple of Christ praises it, thus writing, Let the poor brother glory in his exaltation and the rich in his humiliation because as the flower of the grass, he passes away. For the moderate and bridled mind is exalted with God. For God, it says, will not despise the contrite and abased heart. But whosoever thinks great of himself and is supercilious, and elate in mind, and prides himself on empty lowliness, is rejected and accursed. 
He follows a course, the contrary of Christ's, who said, Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. For the Lord, it says, resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. The wise Solomon also shows in many places the safety of the humble mind, at one time saying, Exalt not yourself, that you fall not. And at another time, he figuratively declares the same thing. He that makes his house high seeks an overthrow. Such a one is hated of God, and very justly, as having mistake himself and senselessly aimed above the limits of his nature. For upon what ground, I pray, does man upon earth think great things of himself? For certainly his mind is weak and easily led into base pleasures. His body is tyrannized over by corruption and death, and the duration of his life is short and limited. Nor is this all. For naked we were born, and therefore riches and wealth and worldly honor come to us from without and are not really ours. For they belong not to the properties of our nature. For what reason, therefore, is the mind of man puffed up? What is there to exalt, to superciliousness and boasting? Were anyone but to regard his state with understanding eyes, he would then become like Abraham, who mistook not his nature and called himself dust and ashes. Like another, also who says, Quit man who is rotten, and the son of man who is a worm. But he who is a worm and rottenness, this dust and ashes, this very nothingness, becomes great and admirable and honorable before God by knowing himself. For so he is crowned by God with honor and praise. For the Savior of all and the Lord gives grace to the humble. By whom and with whom to God the Father be praise and dominion with the Holy Spirit forever and ever. Amen. St. Cyril of Alexandria, pray for us. Let us pray. God of might, 
giver of every good gift. Put into our hearts the love of your name so that by deepening our sense of reverence, you may nurture in us what is good and by your watchful care, keep safe what you have nurtured. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord.